0: Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast.
1: John Tavares, the best player in the NHL. And he'd be like, man, the guy I asked you would be like,
0: you're wrong, Max, you're wrong. It's going to be
1: McDavid every day, all the time. He's the best in the world. And they'd be talking about some don't bullshit. And, you know, next thing you know, they'll have fucking Kevin Hart on talking about how they, the two of them are fucking idiots. And it will be great. You know what he's talking about? What are you doing? You guys. Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's
2: talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about
0: No one can deny. episode 15 friends and rivals podcast i'm one of your hosts tom harkness with me as as oh did i say that right jesus christ can, can i say my own fucking name right no, i'm tom can. harkness along with me as always are
3: even Wojtowicz, to its
2: bill Fru- bill, Fru- bill
3: nick
1: dorito hey dorito that was
3: for you
1: two three can't count oh,
3: one can't count. One can't say his own fucking name. What the, What's going on?
0: Uh, it's, uh, it, this is what happened. The Devils
1: can't, can't play, play, play hockey. It's awesome. 9 930. It's what happens, man.
0: But wait, the, what, wait, hold on. We have breaking news. Breaking news, everybody. We may never, ever have to hear fucking Pierre Maguire on another national broadcast ever. What? Because ESPN and the NHL have come to an agreement on a new contract for the TV rights for the U.S. TV rights for the NHL. Starting next season.
3: Slow down. Exclusive?
0: No. Slow down. There's very, very minimal um, information that's out there terms, um, all that stuff. Um, and the, the partner's going to be, but uh, ESPN and the, are reportedly signing a deal.
3: The one piece of information that is out there is the strong signal that shows it's not going to be just ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And that was the number of Stanley Cup finals they're going to televise over the life of the contract. It said they're going to televise four of the seven Stanley Cup Finals over the course of the contract. So there's got to be some other partner that's going to do the other three.
0: And you say Finals, it, and you know it's the Stanley Cup Final, right? Just Call it the Finals. It's, it's the it's the Stanley Cup Final.
3: It's the Stanley Cup Final, but if you say the Finals, you can say the Finals.
0: No, it, then it
3: just doesn't – You don't mean, say the Final. It's, no, it's the it's, Final. I always
2: pluralized it.
0: Yeah, it's pluralized. Stanley yeah. Cup Final, right? For all right? Three to I mean, one, go fuck yourself. Hockey people. Yeah,
2: Three technicality point. at best even if it's right. true <laughs> still right
1: so that's it's not it's not official yet it's, it's still
3: rumors maybe nick, in a couple don't days rain on
0: my parade nick i want pierre Maguire
3: out of here all right so uh uh-uh. just just Link. to to take over for nick as being the person that's going to rain on your parade you don't think pierre Maguire is going to be the first person espn hires
0: No, you know why? You know who's trending on Twitter right now? Billy's favorite, Gary Thorne.
2: Oh Thorny. I thought you were gonna say Mike is
0: Trending on Twitter.
2: It's my other favorite. But why okay, but a little bit of logic here. Okay, so uh, we're adding a network. We're we're gonna need more hockey broadcasters. Why would that be the end of Pierre Maguire exactly?
0: A man can hope. Right? A boy can hope and dream of a life without fucking Pierre Maguire sucking off Sidney Crosby at every chance and every opportunity he can get.
2: Maybe that's that, why I don't mind him that much.
0: It is. <laughs> that's all I mean that's I had to turn off the game on Sunday night. After after what was the, the fourth goal, that was it. He just kept talking about how big Sidney Crosby's penis was and I just had to turn it off. I could not listen to him anymore. It's it's a, it's an, it's an anaconda down there, man. It's big. Apparently it is. It's the biggest one. And Pierre I guess this is, loves to just at the tap, just.
3: I guess this is one of the bonuses of having your team never play on the national broadcast. Yes, well, I don't I ever have, have, have to deal, deal with
1: Pierre. it.
0: No, but if, if I lived in New Jersey, I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't even hurt Pierre because I would watch it on MSG. But when I'm not, it, that serves me right for not being local. Serves me That's right. right. But there's lots of speculation. So, what do you think the partner is going to be? And what do you think I, the
3: number is going to be?
0: Um, I'm look what they made two hundred from from NBC a year on the last contract plus another two hundred. Two hundred for ten for, for Canada. Uh, I'm hoping it's it's somewhere at least with a B, starting with a B. No,
1: I was for thinking non- they got to non-
0: combine at
1: least combine for
0: non-exclusive rights. rights? No, 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 for for combining, I think it's got to combine for a billion. Oh, okay. I think the NHL has to make a billion dollars in order to remain competitive with the other four major sports in the U.S. That's or three.
3: Right. Three, three. I was putting get that that's more there, than. Why not? You get that that's more than a five times increase over the current contract.
1: Sure. I mean, look at – but you look at the numbers of, of the other leagues how they jumped. How it's been big jumps. I mean, it may not be a five time, but, I mean, the discount at which they're playing at is pretty fucking – 200 million is a year is fucking chump change.
0: Chump change. Absolutely. And that's why they can't survive a pandemic. The league, not ESPN, the league.
1: And ESPN's buying into them. They're probably going to, I mean, if they don't get exclusive rights, then they got to be paying still pretty good to get in because they want, if they want in, they want in. They're going to fucking push the, the NHL and, you know, have Stephen A. Smith and, uh, you know, uh, Max, uh, what the fuck his name is going to be sitting Kellerman. there. Yelling, Kellerman trying to talk about hockey and have like no idea what the fuck they're talking about, which would be great. Cause you know, they did it for everything else except, you know, in uh, every other sport that they don't know anything about. So it'll be just even worse, you know, having Stephen Smith yell about Crosby's penis, you know, it'd be awesome. You know, why
0: not? Why not?
1: Yeah. Max taking up some ridiculous argument. It'd be, you know, what's he going to say? John Tavares, the best player in the NHL. And he'd be like, the guy I asked, you, would be like, you're wrong, Max. You're wrong. It's going to be McDavid every day, all the time. He's the best in the world. And they'd be talking about some dope bullshit. And, you know, next thing you know, they'll have fucking Kevin Hart on, talking about how they, the two of them are fucking idiots, and it'd be great. So, anyway... Can you uh, do an impression of him, yeah. too? That was pretty good. You do it. <laughs> it sounds like a show I'd want to watch. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, Kevin Hart. Um, you know what he's talking about? What are you doing? You guys... I can't do him. I can't I can't no. I can't do it. I'm just gonna go straight <laughs> to Long Island. I literally cannot do uh did
0: not uh, need you to explain that you couldn't yeah, do the impression. Nick. I can't do Got it. it. It's not possible. <laughs> but Inside hey, kudos a, to you for specific trying it. Maybe if I tried it, I figure
1: if I practice it, I, I could figure it, I could probably get one down. But I don't know. I don't know is is never was in, my, well, in my head well well enough. Um, anyway. <laughs> Anywho. So I think it's gonna be if if ESPN does do the deal, I think it'll be them and NBC. I don't think NBC gets they 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 put too much into this. You know, the whole outdoor game was really cool, and they put a lot of production into it. I can't imagine them walking away from the NHL. I feel like it'll be the two of them, NHL oh, and I'm sorry, NBC the and the thing, ESPN. Dude.
0: I don't think they're just gonna walk away. I think they're gonna get outbid, and they're gonna get outbid by someone like Fox or somebody.
1: Oh, I don't think so. I think uh, I think NBC. I think them and NBC are like you know. This is what we want to do, and they're progressing it. And the SPN's gonna come in and take half the business, which is fine by NBC probably because they probably are like, you know, it'll be helpful to get more exposure to the game and more everything else and more, you know, more advertising to the NHL and etc. It just helps. Competition helps.
0: You're not helping the Pierre cause here with this NBC shit.
1: Oh, Pierre's gonna be fucking there. He's gonna be on NBC. He's not coming to ESPN. No, put I put hoping You know, that. yeah, they'll probably put some other ex players on there. Good chance. Who, if they had to do the national game, would, would they bring back uh, Barry Miller Barry back? Yeah. Maybe, well,
0: I think I think I uh, think that he and Butcher Gross on ESPN Plus or something would have an NHL Tonight show that may be behind. No them. doubt about it. Something like that. Butch on that would be great. That'd
1: be yeah. good to see. Uh, I think they I, I think they start do.
3: pulling they start pulling from talent from the NHL Network at that point. Okay. Yeah, but
0: I, I can also see Butch doing a couple of games too. I could definitely yeah. see him doing a couple of games.
3: Maybe uh, Don Lagreca gets a bigger role too. You know, he's just doing—he's the backup for Rangers play-by-play now. Maybe I've, if they've got an increase of inventory of games, he starts doing some play-by-play for them.
0: I like Don Lagreca when he does the Ranger games. Yeah, I,
3: I don't mind him at all. So let's talk about the, the second. Let's talk about the second component to this, though. Like the ESPN and who else? You said Fox. It could be Fox. Well, Nick, you know said, that, they've oh, got, a, they got a they got a they got a national sports network.
0: Yeah, but but Nick, like Nick was saying though, it could very well be NBC because of the relationship, and it could be okay. Come back to us with your with your best offer from whoever the partner is, and we'll we'll match it, kind of thing. Who knows? We don't. We obviously we're not part of any of these discussions. Uh, so it's a, it's just all speculation at this time. But there the the report was that there is somebody else. Uh, partnering with espn espn's number has got to be at what five five hundred alone
1: uh, i mean yeah it could it could be it could very yeah. well be in that range and that if
0: compared to, to what they're spending on, the... on basketball there's how much is the the their contract with or the the basketball contract is three billion dollars
1: yeah well I was gonna say it depends on um it depends on how long the deal is right if you lock in long term which the NHL keeps doing and screwing themselves. They don't get the t- chance to renegotiate and get a higher bit, you know, amount of yeah. money mm-hmm. each time. They keep playing this like safe game. So if they do like a six seven year deal, they better get a fuck ton of money. They better be getting like higher than five. They, they're getting screwed if they do five hundred thousand know, for half the games for seven years. They, they better do their job. And the that.
3: streaming, and they're going to be doing the streaming. Oh sure, they'll so be doing ESPN Definitely Plus. needs to be higher than than five hundred.
0: So you're saying it's gonna be it, the the full TV contract will be over a billion dollars, then. It better be. No,
3: honestly, like if I'm if I'm being dead serious, I I say the ESPN deal is four fifty, and whoever else is probably in the three fifty range to bring it up to eight.
0: All right, even still, even even still, it's four times better. Billy, check my math. Yeah. four times better what the current deal is now. And that's not even counting the Canadian pesos that they have coming in. Is it pesos?
3: No, I think there? it's. It's George. They call them Cloonies. Oh, uh, they call I them think. Cloonies. It's Canadian Romans.
2: dollars technically, and it has uh you know pictures of the royal family on it. It's really nice, uh, and they're colorful.
0: Cool. By the way, speaking of, of of other countries, I looked at our our podcast stats on countries who listen to our podcast. Um, we have three listeners in in Germany. Hello, oh, nice. hello to you people. Uh, one listener is in India. So, right. I didn't know uh, ice hockey was such a big thing in India. So. Hello, well, the uh, one th- listener. Th- thanks for listening. In yeah. th- th- thanks for stopping by. I, I, Wowzers! I was I was actually pretty blown away by that. So
3: I think I do. I think I know th- one of the Germans, and what? uh he's I a, a big dad.
0: I sent a picture of her today.
3: No, no, no. Oh. One of the Germans that were listeners, not the German female that you sent a picture of. No, no, no. no. That that she's one of our listeners. I don't think so. If she is, please come on the show. We'd love to have you as a guest.
2: Yes, actually, there's a there, there is a German guy, uh, Mika, and uh, and and I got a picture of Mika with uh, his, his hot uh, cousin. But
0: his yeah, hot Mika's cousin is Dan. Yeah. I, if if she comes on the show, that's going to be our first Twitch stream. Okay, for, for all of uh, the other seven of our listeners to see.
3: I think we'll get more than seven listeners that week.
0: Dare <laughs> we dream? Dare we dream? So if you guys were listening last week, um, speaking of people who listen often. Um, we talking to you, India. <laughs> one thing that we had to do this week is we had some homework to do. And we had to find the best and worst contracts that are currently in the NHL right now. Uh, and we couldn't use Jeff Skinner um, as the worst one uh, because that wouldn't be fair because that, is without question the worst contract in the NHL so far, although he did score this week. Kudos to you, Jeff Skinner. And uh, we also had to find the best contract. Now the best contract, uh, the caveat on that was they couldn't be on an entry level deal. They had to have some sort of increase from their, from their entry level and, uh, and find. Um, so who, who wants to go first? Well, why don't
3: you've got nine Dude. of them. So why don't yeah. you go first? And if anybody, well, if, if the, if the three of us have somebody that's not on your list, we'll go then. <laughs> All right, well then
0: I, I'm I'm going to start with uh, what I think is the worst contract outside of Jeff Skinner in the NHL, and that is Sergei Bobrovsky, 32 years old, five years left on that deal at 10 million per, with a full no movement clause. That contract is just an albatross. Um, at and what, is, what do his level.
3: what do his stats look like this year? He's not even the starter. What
0: are you talking about? That other young rookie dude. I don't even know what the hell his name is. Uh, yeah, young rookie dude. That's his name. It's it, it, they fit that all. I mean, that's, that's longer than Zuccarello. Oh, my God. What young is
2: his first name? Stupid.
0: <laughs> oh, Sorry. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. But man, that contract is
3: ugh.
0: I don't even what team is he even
2: playing? Is it Florida?
0: It's Florida. It's the Florida Panthers. Oh,
2: I think what Drager or something is the other
0: guy there. Yeah, that that young rookie dude. Yeah, exactly. Another. Um, I think he may be the only goalie I have on the list, and he is. Another awful one that's um, a little bit longer than that uh, is Eric Carlson. Carlson's 30 years old. Um, defenseman, high offensive power in San Jose was what they they thought they were getting. He still got six years left on that contract. 11.5 million dollars with a full no movement clause Oof. that is a brutal contract along those same lines
3: oh wait can i go can i go can i go yeah 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 jump in whatever you want were you gonna say brent
0: burns uh i was not gonna say Brett burns however another defenseman one year older than than eric carlson in the same state just a little further down the uh, Pacific Coast Highway in Los Angeles at the Staples Center, Drew Dowdy, 31 years old, six years left at $11 million with a full no-movement clause. I mean, that is atrocious, atrocious. And another one that's bad, Vegas maybe think they're getting a huge bargain in this, but Petrangelo at 31 years old, six years at 8.8 with a full no-movement clause, that's a beast of a contractor, Vegas, to handle if they want to be competitive in the near future. Um,
1: I mean, you're you're banking on those guys being just studs that whole yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, they're this is like thirties, like early to late thirties. You're looking at all these guys. I mean, shit. William, William Carlson is his even his deal is he's twenty eight. He's yeah, not a young guy. Mark Stone's twenty
0: eight. So, so, yeah. so shift over. And along neck taking your point though let's go middle of the road in like the 35 year old range i got a bunch of them okay shea weber montreal five years left 35 years old he doesn't have a no movement clause he doesn't have a no trade clause he's got nothing but making 7.8 million dollars that contract might he might not even qualify for this because that's a tradable that's tradable you can you can send him to detroit for a first round pick
3: you could expose him
0: are uh, well e- exactly so you you can possibly get rid of that contract but the four years left up in minnesota for both those guys zach parisi and and ryan Suter, at 7.5 both of them with full no movement clauses that those are those are tough to swallow man and you can't trade zach parisi to the islanders because he's going to retire and the cap recapture on that is yeah. just absolutely ridiculous again i'm just gonna say ridiculous
1: we're gonna start doing the, the bleep outs you know he's gonna like <laughs>
0: We really gonna do- because
1: like, no, I said, we'd be like, ridiculous. It'd be like Tom's him. voice in like a
2: weird voice. You're not even going to hear my fucking voice anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two left. Three years left, 5.75, not as bad. He does have a modified no-trade clause with to attend teams at 34 years old. TJ Oshie's getting into that range where that contract's going to be really bad for Washington. And lastly, James Neal up in Edmonton. Two years left at five point seven five million. He's thirty three years old, but he is not the James Neal that was once in in Pittsburgh and in Nashville. This guy is is way, way beyond his prime years. Oh, so those are my nine him. that I found that were pretty ridiculous. Mm.
2: Well, I can't believe you named like twenty contracts and I have a different. Yeah, one. really.
0: Do you? Jeez, this is well. Look, there was people I left <laughs> off of this list, but these to me are just albatrosses of contracts albatross great word who you got billy who you got you said you got a different one
2: who do i got as the worst contract uh i'm gonna go with my old fa- favorite uh pk suban pk suban i mean it, and and it's not that because he's only got another what year left on it or, or whatever after this year right so when year? yeah um it, it's not as daunting as some of the ones that you're that you're talking about that uh that are are ugly right now but when he he signed that contract at at 9 years 72 million dollars uh in the 2014 offseason um and uh and he was just, he was overrated then frankly i mean in, in my estimation i mean uh this is a guy he's he's supposed to be a, a number one pairing defenseman he's been um over a plus 10 in his career three times um he's he's been a, a plus player at all only six out of 11 seasons. Um, So I I, I never really saw him making, you know, I never, I never really saw him deserving that kind of recognition and that kind of payday as a number one um, line defenseman. And, uh, and, and obviously, you know, and and it's taken him through three teams now. I mean, Montreal kept him around uh, for, for three years after signing the contract, shipped him off to Nashville um, where he, he, he was a minus player in that season that they went to the Stanley cup finals and actually ended up the next season having one of his best seasons, but then subsequently getting shipped off to New Jersey. And then we've kind of seen how that's gone. So, uh, that that's, that's my guy for the bad contract.
0: Well, I look, and, and he was certainly an honorable mention if nothing else, but I tried to stay away from him because he's only got a year left on his, on his deal. And that's why I kind of stayed away from PK Subban. All right.
1: I'll go, Yes, guess. So I got, uh, a couple guys on the on the, the word. Did you name your best contract, Billy? They... No, 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 just worse, just right? Bad ones so yeah. Far. So I don't I don't think you named him, uh Tom, and your 17 players you named, but um it was only nine, Nick. Thanks though for exaggerating. Appreciate that. The top paid goalie in the league, Carey Price, is making 10 million dollars a year. Well, it's nine. Is this case yes yeah, because cap hits 10.5, right? He has one, two three, four, five more years on his deal. He is 33 years old. No movement clause all throughout. That is, in my opinion, a gigantic problem for them. He's a decent goalie. I don't understand the hype. I've always felt it was because he was in Montreal. He had, of course. He's had a few good seasons. He won a Vesna, But honestly, I've never watched him and been like, that guy's the best goalie in the league. I just don't get it. And it's not because, you know, the guys we watch, it's honestly, we watch, you know, you watch plenty of guys. I think the guys in the West are, there's plenty of guys out there that are better than him. I don't, I just don't understand it, let alone in in his own, in, um, on the East side. We have, we have plenty of good goalies here. And you're going to tell me that he's making 10 million a year at 33. That's a fucking bad contract. They're going to be fucking shitting on him horribly. And they're not going to be able to move him. They're going to have to play some game where they either – he's going to have to play like a, the the walk hard at some point and, and try and get at it. And no one's going to take his ass unless they get him for like half price. Amantreau's going to have to eat a shit ton of contract space to get him moved. He's not – you can't buy that contract out. That would be fucking no. – that would be awful. They'll be laughing. People would be like, if you bought that out, that would make the, the DiPietro buyout look fucking sane because per year it wasn't very much. And it's just a long contract in terms of the years. But my god, that's a bad one.
3: At that um, price, the other team is gonna ask for Cole Caulfield to come with them, too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> well, yeah, that's
0: how you sweeten the pot, but who's who's gonna afford a $10 million goalie? And same yeah. thing with Pavrovski, man. There's no nobody can absorb that.
1: No. I think I have one one other one. Um, it may not be a more popular one, and because of you know, the fact that he's a, pr- a pretty good player, but I think it it's interesting that. Arizona gave uh, Oliver Ekman Larson a eight plus million dollar deal for uh, to extend him. And he's been drafted there, but it was a one, two, three, four, yeah, eight year deal. He's on the second year of that eight year deal. Um, the reason I, I call this out is he's never once, except for the the small time, I think the second year he played, he was a, or all right, barely two two years in, in his first of his first three years of being there, he was a positive player by only a few points, plus three in 2010, 11, zero in 11, 12, 12, 13, five plus five. Ever since then, minus four, minus 18, minus six, minus 25, minus 28, minus 16. Last year he was minus three, and I and last year they were actually pretty good. And I get that the plus minus is not a great system, and I'll agree to that. But you can't ignore that he's been plus minus 25, minus 28, and you're giving this guy at 8.7, was it? 8 point, uh 8.25 8. 8. million dollar. He's he's uh, 28. I said 29. 20, he's 29. 29. He's got seven more six more years after this year. That's another contract that I think. Arizona is not in a great position. They're gonna have to trade him and because they're blo- they're just they their organization looks like dog shit, as we've 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 uh previous episode, yeah, right. I don't remember which one. Um we talked about the article around Arizona and and that was a fucking shit show. Can you imagine what they're gonna do and how this guy's gonna and all the players there are gonna react at some point if they don't, you know, shape up. But Jesus, like that's a lot of money and a lot of years to give to somebody. That they haven't gotten a lick. He's had one playoff series, uh, one playoff run since he's been there. It looks like. I'm sorry.
0: But it, and had, in all of you saying that, Nick, though there was still a tradeable market for him trade wise in in the offseason. Incredibly, because he's a good player. I get right? what you're saying.
1: But like, then and that nothing. And I think that's the interesting thing is I don't think you can trade him for a couple of years. He, in a couple of years, he might be tradable when. The cap goes up when player when if we have a, some sort of buyout period, some contracts get moved. But who the fuck is taking a guy that's making $8 million anywhere? Like it's not fucking easy. So I think that's going to be a real problem contract.
0: Well, um, well, look, we had to buy Henrik Lundqvist out and making an $8 million right. in the goalie. He only had one year left and nobody wanted that contract.
3: Yeah. You guys literally broke his heart. <laughs> literally doing that. broke his heart. All right, Steve.
0: Who you got? You got somebody different. You,
3: you mentioned now. Nah, I had Burns, Weber, and Suban. I had Getzlaff too, but he's in the last year. Just hasn't, you know, eight point two five last year of the deal, though. Um, so you you touched on all of mine.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely, I was definitely looking at at <laughs> um, at him too. So, so let's now, go. Now, uh, now you can start to good. You can start to good.
3: I'll start the good. Okay, my best contract uh, is actually Jason Spezza seven hundred thousand dollars and he's got 16 points in 25 games so they're taking advantage of the fact that he you know he got bought out previously sure. so he could sign for a little bit less to play with toronto that's why uh, he's my best contract
0: well yeah we're doing the same thing we're taking advantage of jack johnson too
2: since he, didn't he score tonight
0: yes but that was a joke fantastic fantastic thanks. defenseman. thanks thanks why, why don't you go ahead and give me your good one billy
2: you, I'm sorry, you want me to do what?
0: Your good contract. You have a good contract? What'd you just do the bad? Oh. Give him oh. the good
2: one, Billy. Give him the okay. good one. Give him the good contract. Um, anybody want to guess who my top contract's going to be? Anyone want to take a wild guess? Gino? Malkin? Sidney Crosby? Sidney
0: Crosby. Malkin? He's on my um, list too, Billy.
2: Yeah, uh, so, so Crosby, uh, thanks to his uh, um, weird obsession with numerology and the fact that his birthday was Uh, August uh, 7th of 1987 Um, he wanted to sign a deal with an average annual contract of 8.7 million dollars even which he signed way back in 2013 Um, and he's got four years left on it so we've just been talking about guys like uh, Ekman Larson and uh, Getzlaff and and guys who are getting paid are are like right in that area And, and he's and Crosby is Crosby is a bargain at that price and and it made the the cap manageable for them to add some pieces and and things that they needed in in the in their cup runs and everything so uh so that contract's worked out very well and and everybody's just really glad in in pittsburgh that he wasn't born on new year's eve um because that would have drastically changed their uh their cap hit uh so uh, because i think he could have got you know a, a a contract in that in that ten million plus, eleven million plus range, uh, when he was signed, and if he was really pushing for it, it, it might have affected the years. I mean, you look at um, now, slightly, but I think it's, they'd still be paying that amount.
0: Oh wait, that's micro my good contract. It's micro machine, Billy. I forgot. <laughs>
2: Transformers? <laughs> he, did it work?
0: But yeah, but look, he's thirty three years old right now. If if he was in the final year of his contract and he had to re sign a contract for next season, he'd still make nine million dollars. And 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 the penguins would have oh no no no
3: win. he would still make eight point seven million dollars because he's a number dork.
0: Yeah, I, I get it, but but still <laughs> they would have no problems giving him nine or even ten million dollars a year, and nobody would say boo to that because of the numbers had, that he produces and he's still he's still in it every game, man. He's still he's still playing like he's in his late 20s. So I agree. He was on my list too. Cool.
3: How many Nick, people did you have on the good list, Tom, 15?
0: Um, I had four with two honorable mentions. Jeez,
3: God. that's
2: six.
0: That's every player in the league,
2: basically.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Nick.
3: Go that's ahead, What's an honorable well, mention on a list like, like this?
1: I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go a slightly different direction. I feel that the best value in the two players that I'm picking here have the same reason. That's uh, Victor Hedman and Connor McDavid, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nathan McKinnon. I was thinking about McDavid, but then I was like, you know what? McDavid is a great deal no matter what. Anyway, any way you look at it, his points per game are high, way higher than everybody else. Um, and he, even though he's making $12 million a year, it's fucking worth it. But he's fucking on the Oilers and they're fucking wasting him away. So I'm not going to put him in there. But I think Victor Hemman's the best defenseman in the league. And I don't think it's close um, at this point. I don't think Dalin can take him over yet. I think Dalin's like one of the few guys that could actually overtake him. There's a couple of smaller guys that have the ability to do, you know, dominate the game, but not the way he can. He's like that fucking pronger when pronger in his prime, like could do things like just play a million minutes, offensive, defensive shutdown, everything could do everything on the ice. And um, he's only, he's got it uh, one, two, three, four more years at $7.8 million a year, which is a lot of money, but that guy's fucking unbelievable he's like a char kind of player where he's not going to break down. He just, he's just a monster. He's got a cup under his belt. Now he's just looked so good. I mean, he doesn't have to rely on some of the things. Like I think a guy like Drew Doughty, uh, Carlson, others who are the smaller guys that have to really rely on their athleticism to really keep them going. And then being, having to do that in their like late, mid to late thirties, they're not going to keep up. Like it's already happening. Like those guys are not gonna be the same players they were when they were in their 20s. And then Edmund's gonna go in his thirties and just fucking coast. He's not gonna have that same problem.
0: Edmund's well, size, though, he's gonna be able to go and, and maybe shy away a little on the offensive side and just pick up the defensive slack. So at least he has an alternative route for in his later right. years when he's slowing down. Well, I'm saying he's he's six six,
1: he's got these big strides. He yeah. doesn't have to rely so heavily. He's got a fucking his reach is that ridiculous reach where, you know, you'd be like coming in on char and you're like you can't you don't one on one him. He just poke check like you away, from, you know, a mile away. And so I think he's amazing, and I don't think I don't care what his his cost is. He's got they've got him locked up, great fucking deal. McKinnon, he's got three two more years at six point three million. I think it's a steal. He was at six point three million for like the last what uh, four years. This is a fifth year of his uh, of his seven year deal. He's 25 um, and he's basically an MVP candidate every year. He's fucking awesome. Listen, you get a guy like that at that kind of deal. That's what I remember from the Tavares deal. We had him for five years at 5.5 million, I think it was. And every year that deal was just amazing because he was in the, in the running every year. It's just, you know, he was, it was his prime. And that was, that was the best time to have a, a guy in their prime having MVP numbers, at a, at a fucking fraction of the price, McKinnon should be making twelve million a year, eleven million a year, half the price. I mean, I take that a billion times over um, every player if I can get that contract.
3: That's a so fantastic. if you want it, So if you want to be a competitive team, you need to have an all-star basically on a bridge deal, right? That's it's, what it's you're not talking about. a bridge about. deal. That's about I mean, right.
1: He got he signed this too early. His like he's a seven-year deal. It's not a bridge deal. It's just that he. But what?
3: But what year? What age does yeah. it take it to? Yeah. What age? Oh,
1: after his it, it, second year, UFA. second contract. UFA. So, so it, it does, but right. So he t- he signed it when he was 22, I guess, because he's 25. So he bought out. Oh, so yeah. they basically
3: bought into one year of his free agency.
1: Yeah. So he, it was a second. It, basically, out of his ELC, they signed him for a seven-year deal, at under seven million a year, which is like he wasn't producing at the level yet. And that was the reason they got him at that deal. They were like, this is the potential. So it's like Barzal, like Barzal, we could assign him for a seven year deal at like 7 million or 8 million or whatever, 9 million, whatever it would have been. And maybe that would have been the right deal. Maybe that would have been like, you know, in a few years, like people are making $13 million a year, $14 million a year. I don't know. But nevertheless, it's, that's to me, the, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, lot of things have to happen that, that kind of go together. And, um, it just happened to work out for Colorado and not so not so much for McKinnon, who's you know still going to make a gigantic bank when he goes to UFA, but no.
2: McKinnon, McKinnon and Crosby are from the same uh, hometown. I wonder if they've oh got God. like the same uber dumb agent or something who's just blowing these
3: contracts right and left. Oh,
1: he's blowing something, all right. Well, and
3: hey, 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 look. It's McKinnon's fault for being born on May 5th.
0: <laughs> there you go. No, actually, it'd be June 3rd if he's making – Oh, I
3: I wasn't really paying attention to the numbers.
0: But, but, but like, Thank you, stat boy. And, and he, he's, my, he's my number one, too. Of course, that, yeah. You know what? Kudos to Joe Sackick and everybody over in Colorado because if you look at everybody's contract there – and those are my two honorable mentions, too. Yeah, Devin Taves and Ryan Graves, two, a 27-year-old and a 25-year-old, making 4.1 and point one million dollars where they should be making six or seven million dollars. So yep. kudos to Joe Sakik over there for the contracts that they're doing over in Colorado because I couldn't agree with you more that Nathan McKinnon is by far the best value and the um the best contract in the NHL right now. Second was Sidney Crosby. Third, um, and we spoke about Jason
3: uh, yeah agree.
0: No, it was Jack Johnson, weren't you fucking listening? <laughs> <laughs> it was um like Sebastian Aho. He's got three years oh, old. I thought you'd say
1: Sebastian Ajo, you fucking homework. 23,
0: 23 years old. And that, that kid. uh that the, the future is real bright for that one. And this one is not going to be very popular at all. In fact, everybody, well, I don't know. It might be very popular. I'm
2: already angry. I don't even know who it is.
0: <laughs> but when you all right. It's at Chris Kreider, isn't it? 32 years old, four years left at six point one. A first line winger making that much making that little money at 6.1 with a full no movement clause, Brad Marchand in in Boston probably best best bang for your buck. A player, I player like
2: talking about him.
0: I, I know I, I I this I this turns my stomach. Skews me out. But I got to tell you his contract and for the for the quality of player that that scumbag is, I mean kudos to him. Is
3: there is there anybody in the league that doesn't play on Philly that should play on Philly more than Brad Marchand? No. Mm.
0: Uh yeah, Tom Wilson. <laughs> Tom, Wilson. Oh, Tom Wilson. Oh, okay. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Could you good imagine point. Wilson and Marshawn oh, on God the same him. fucking
1: team? Jesus. Christ. No, 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 no. But they, they, they might as well the be Philly
0: Fuck the Flyers, by the way. Fuck the fuck the Flyers.
1: So, so we see yeah. that they're both going to sign to the Rangers in like a
3: couple years, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Although that wouldn't be bad. And no, they'll be
3: the no, best no. thing since sliced bread <laughs> when that happens. Mar- Marshawn yep.
0: the cast uh anything, but but maybe 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 Tom Wilson. He's still young. God, no, Jesus
3: Christ, you don't
0: want Tom Wilson on your team. No, I do Tom Wilson. But you know what? Brendan Lemieux is not giving me jack shit. I need somebody with fire, someone who wants to play on a given night. And Brendan Lemieux is just not that guy. So Put me in, coach. All right. I'll right? be that guy. No problem.
2: I don't
1: think Marshawn leaves
0: Boston. Be- be- before we get to our four-point night, um, apparently we're getting a new NHL draft. Mm. Anybody want to... Kind of lead in on this because I didn't I didn't read a lot about the NHL draft um, about what they're doing to change things. But did the Rangers really scare everybody that much that they got the first overall pick when maybe they shouldn't have? Now they have to change the rules. Is that what happened, or 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 is it the fact that you know the the, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, two years ago jumped nine spots to get to the number three spot?
3: Now I vaguely recall that that's the way it used to be. So really they're just going back to the way it used to be. You used to be only you used to only be able to jump up 3 spots. Uh, why can't they just
0: finish the, the order that you finish, if you're in last place, you pick fucking first. Why are because they Cuz then, then every Penguins
3: cuz then you no, then then you would tank like Pittsburgh did to get Lemieux. Like it would be obvious
0: i don't know man in this day and age you're gonna put on a uniform or you're gonna go out there and and intentionally not win a game
2: well no i don't think anybody the players don't do that the players would never do that i, no. I don't know if anybody no. in any no. of the pro sports that no. well, the players would but but uh, but the yeah, roster but would be put lineup, together to do that the way you set the lineup yeah. the way upper management you know uh sets the lineup for a game like like they did with the penguins
0: well then back you in, in find that team. So, because it's so blatant, and you take their draft pick away for that year. But this is why they have Wait, the, I, I, the, the it'll bottom. End. It'll the, stop.
1: This is why they have the the this, the floor, the cap floor, is meant to keep teams from spending very little and tanking their team. Yes, right.
0: it's meant to keep the competitive balance.
1: Right. So you might as well have – I would say you should make that be a, a more of, an F, a, of a, a concern. Like you should push that up higher. Make it – if the cap is 80, make the cap – bottom i don't know i'm not sure it is right now it's, so I'm
3: just, it's just gonna be bad players getting paid more money well but that's the point you can't
1: do that because then you're gonna be fucked no matter what you do it's it it, ha, it has to be something around it where we you if we keep making these these conditional rules it, to me like it's the whole the whole drafts is retarded i'm sorry dumb you know it's just it doesn't make any sense
0: the word you want is ridiculous
1: ridiculous there i you
0: there i just you go
1: I don't care about how teams jump up and down, but to see certain teams consistently get screwed over, like Detroit's a good example. They've been terrible for years, and they haven't been able to get a number one pick. Like, how is that, like, possible that that team has not gotten uh, a chance? But then you got, like, the Oilers jumping in. The Rangers, like, every other year. The Rangers, obviously... This past year, uh, jumped in and got the top pick in a, in a weird, you know, lottery. They're just yeah. trying no, random shit. The past
0: two years, number one and number two, but you can throw the devils in there as well, right? But they were a playoff team. They
1: they lost the, the worst case scenario, I thought. In in this whole thing, was like these teams are playoff teams, uh, and uh, missing out by losing in their their play in round and then winning the winning the, the lottery, and you know. I think it was the Oilers were in that that pool it was like Jesus Christ the fucking Oilers somehow (laughs) managed to win the fucking thing after being right outside the playoffs that's that's terrible how does that look good on the NHL I don't care who wins it right because if you remember that the lottery was the the pick went to like the, the the wild card spot won it right that was the thing so you're like well fucking way to go no, who wants to win their playoff spot now? It's like a one out of four. What
0: was it? One in eight chance or one in a four chance? And, and if you eight don't chance, think that that was you know, fixed, just it to was keep terrible. People interested? I mean, I got, I got a bridge in Brooklyn that connects Lower Manhattan and Brooklyn together. I might want to sell that yeah. too.
1: So I, I, I talked about it, you guys were text. I'd, like, I'd really like to see them take a different approach. I mean, like every league has the same problem. The NFL just goes straight up to you know they're like, look worst team gets it we don't fuck around and because like the the, the fans are fucking ruthless you're they're spending over 160 million dollars a year or whatever it is 180 million dollars a year on the cap so like these teams have no incentive to really like tank exactly i mean you can be like fucking cleveland and tank forever which you know good luck having a fucking team after that but uh anyway it's it, you have that you have nba every year is the same problem major League Baseball no one gives a shit about because they're all fucking, you know, steroided from fucking Cuba. Um, but anyway, it's you got they could maybe do something different. You could look I was talking about it as like maybe they do a snake draft. Like so, we do this in yeah.
3: Just to recap, Wait. just to recap the three things. Teams would be uh allowed to jump only ten spots. So in an instance like the Rangers being just out of the playoffs, jumping all the way to number one wouldn't happen the number of picks being decided by the lottery would be go, would go down from three to two. So the third pick would then be the worst record team still available. And no team would be allowed to pick more than uh, first, more than twice in a five-year period. So, so this
1: is all like conditional shit you're putting together to make the draft like system work, which tells you right, right away that this fucking system is, for, is just so bad like, that you exactly. have to put up all these, these conditions to make it work. So why don't they do something like a, a snake draft or something like where it doesn't matter. Like the first, the top end is fine. You get the top pick, but then it comes back around and you're not getting like the, the, the best team gets like the top of the, of each of the round each time that like it makes it, it's very stacked that way. And it's like, okay, it's a fine everything, but to be honest, like we're penalizing teams that, that were also did well. Like you're like, okay, the, the team that won the cup, they should get the last pick in every round. To me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I think you, you, it, it's, it barely matters anyway. But the idea is that you're just completely heavily making it so worthwhile to tank in that scenario. Whereas if it's like a snake draft, it's less really likely to do that. You really, people just want that first pick anyway. You might as well give it to the team that sucks the most. Maybe you look at it in different ways and you're like, all right, it's the most, re- in you know, in regular season games, losses, or, you know, whatever it is like they come up with. But just come up with a fucking thing that makes a lot more sense than so, put seventeen conditions on it
3: and make it like well, okay, why not well, just the five worst teams? But why even a lottery?
1: Who
0: cares? Just why even a lottery? Yeah, I, I agree.
1: Why even a lottery? Like, it's just what exciting? It's like the shoot the shootout. Real real people, real fans. I I don't care about shootout. It to me, it's completely destroyed any you know sense of like I, I whenever an uh, actual um um sh- uh, what's it called penalty shot is awarded it's it's lost its luster it used to be the fact like when it happened you'd be like holy fucking shit penalty shot like that barely happens and it doesn't like it everything stops whereas shootouts just like trivialized it and it trivializes the points and we give you know we don't give three points away we always give you know uh it's not like three points every game it's it's uh two points for a win it's
0: three on three for me, no. the shootout's gone, yeah. and it's three-on-three three overtime until someone yeah. scores. It's sudden yeah. death at that point. And the, thing and, and the game, it's going to go on as yeah. long as possible.
1: Whatever. Who cares? Like, I agree. Like, just keep, go, keep going down. Make it like, three-on-three three, three as long as it goes. There's no way that that game is taking forever.
0: Yeah. No, I, I – dude, you're not getting any argument from me. I'm I'm all in yeah. for that. I want that. That's a change I actually they
1: want. The only thing they should do, they should make it three-on-three, three, no, t- no clock, yeah. just, like, time how long it takes. But have basically like as like there's no timeouts. As soon as uh you know like twenty second time like like twenty seconds between like or ten seconds between the drop face face off you know drops.
0: Uh, don't don't be don't put conditionals on it like you were saying before. I'm just saying don't, don't put conditionals. just like spe- just let it go three on three overtime. Yeah. Let them go until someone scores. You get one timeout in overtime. Okay.
1: Fine. I would say no timeouts. it would be like you fucking play. <laughs> I, I know,
3: but like all right. <laughs>
1: That fair enough. Yeah, and fair enough. Then, then you're the just doing two,
3: two points. Yeah. Two points to the winning team. Zero points to the losing team.
1: Sure, but th- if that makes more sense than fucking playing, like,
0: I mean, it makes more sense to do three points I for a win. Think you can award player. I think you can still award one point for getting to overtime, think, and yeah. then you're fighting for that extra point. But they gotta make. To me,
1: they gotta make it. Just make the goddamn wins three. Three wins. Three points, and then then yeah. you have it makes sense in overtime because then it's it's one point to each yeah. team, and then the one team that wins gets it's the third point
2: yeah if every if every tie game is going to be worth three points then every game should just be worth three points i mean yeah. straight up uh, it, it's ridiculous to give all the extra points away
1: it's dumb they don't want to change it for like records i think i i can't see why else they would wouldn't change it but anyway i'm off my soapbox what do you guys think about the the draft uh conditions
0: well like i i think that she goes back to whoever finishes the worst i mean go go by the honor system i i i always had no problems with that because it was fair and justified.
2: I agree with that. I, I'm not, I'm not in favor of, I mean, I see why they did it, but I'm not in favor of a, of a, of a draft, just wherever your record is, just hand it out that way.
0: Yeah. And look, if there Let's was blatant, like you just traded Sidney Crosby for a bag of pucks, because you wanted to friggin' tank so you can get the number one overall pick the next generational talent. And you're finding that team and you're taking away their draft pick. They, they picked 31st or 32nd that year instead of first that, that, that those are my two cents. And, and look, you police yourself, just like the refs cool, want to police the league by them, you know, have the players police the league, then you know what? have the owners police the league.
1: It, listen, they're the, they're the guys that are not, you know, they give away, they let their GMs giveaways, giant deals and, you know, screw themselves uh they also let them start their their GMs and you know the ownership probably have a say in it for tanking team tanking for, t- for certain players. I'm sure the fucking oilers did it for Connor McDavid. There's I mean, oh, I'm this, sure the, they did. you know, come on, like and what and the owners are like, okay, well, they did it. So they don't give a shit. Why should everybody give a shit if that's the case? No, but if, if, the, it, if, if it, blatant, the owners give a shit, they should if do it. It's blatant, it. you it.
0: definitely be reprimanded for it.
1: Sure, but mm-hmm. let the owners and let them police it because if they're not policing it like they're just turning a blind eye then what are we giving such a shit about for like no one's up in arms except for fans we're just like oh they shouldn't tank they shouldn't tank but like realistically just don't go to the fucking games like if you don't like that your team tanking don't go to the games and let the owners and they feel it like it should work itself out it's like we just keep bailing these fuckers out and you're yeah. like oh you know well
0: and, but you, you, know what, you know what Nick I, I feel like having brett howden on my hockey team i'm tanking and you know this kind of transitions into like the 4.9 right um he's one player that i just absolutely want off of this team maybe not off the team but just give him a night off see how the team (laughs) does without him right because he's certainly not doing any favors for the team right now um he lost all of his waiver exemptions he has played 24 games so far this season. Has zero goals, two assists, two points, and he's a minus three. He's he is the Rangers' best face-off man, but that's like saying he's the smartest kid with you know the debilitating disease or illness. Man, I tried to make that sound PC, and I just
3: absolutely <laughs> it's not even worse.
0: But anyway, <laughs> boy, um,
3: <laughs> but you you scratch. He's the he's the, the smartest guy. person in. To- He's got uh, you know something wrong with him. He's, he's that's that's who he is.
0: you, know, you look, you, you scratch Blackwell or you scratch Lemieux and you still play Howden. I mean, is David Quinn like? I mean, is he banging Quinn's daughter? Is he? I mean, what is it? What keeps Brett Howden in the lineup every single night? I I want to know. And and from what I've what I've gathered from You know the experts, and I don't. And look, I don't typically call out Carp or any of the other guys because they they do a great job of what they do. But no one's asking Quinn the question: Is why is it why is Howden why is Howden playing? Can you explain it to us why he's playing? Tell the fans why you're playing, Brett Howden over Colin Blackwell. That's not happening.
2: But what if it is because he's banging his daughter? I mean, is he really supposed to come out and say, yeah, the reason that this guy's in my lineup is because he's banging I my daughter? Like,
3: I, mean- I feel like that's actually opposite, too. You would probably want to play the guy who's not banging your daughter because you probably don't like the guy who is banging your daughter. <laughs> maybe, maybe he likes the guy. He's a, he's a young, handsome little kid.
0: I mean, who wouldn't like Brett Auden? But he's I think, not I think they'd him. be he more helped- likely to
3: play the guy who could bang his daughter but decided not to.
0: Yeah, well, what for whatever reason Brett Howden gets ice time over Colin Blackwell and 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 even Libor Hayek. I mean, I understand that Libor Hayek's a defenseman and and Brett Howden's a, a forward and I can't really scratch one for the other, but it still infuriates me too that Jack Johnson gets a start over him. I understand he scored a goal tonight. Good for him. Kudos to him. But you're starting Jack Johnson over Libor Hayek for what reason? Hayek didn't do anything bad in order to get benched. I, 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 sometimes I don't, I don't understand the moves. I I really don't. Um, Speaking of not understanding something. I mean, I, I thought uh, Shesterkin's leg was going to fall off in New Jersey and it's a mild groin strain. I mean, I literally thought that he broke the bone that connects your leg to your hip. I thought that that was just in, in half in pieces or something hanging from the way he reacted to, to the injury.
3: And needed to be cut, you know, helped off the ice by two no, guys. Euro
0: weight could be put on it. He was down face first. And look, I, I love Igor. Uh, I think he's going to be a great goaltender. But I think his pain tolerance is like, well, a little bit too low. He
3: didn't dress as the backup
0: tonight, right? No, but he, he, was, he was in the morning skate this morning, skating around and playing. And there's a okay. good opportunity. He's going to play one of the next two games in Boston. So, I mean, damn. I literally thought his leg was coming off and his season was absolutely over. And it turns out just a mild groin strain. He'll be, he'll be all right.
2: When he went down, I was wondering if he was going to play next season the way he went down.
0: Right. Exactly. And, and has, has anybody ever had a groin strain? I, I yeah. have never had a groin strain. So I, I
3: can't, it's, No, I think Billy, no, Billy's pulled his groin.
0: Whack, whack. <laughs> uh, I'm, look, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's doing it right now, Billy.
3: Well, that's I can, why the cameras I can only see from like, above.
0: Up, so <laughs> I'm sure something's going on, but is it that painful? Is a groin injury that painful?
2: Uh, it, it, it's horrible, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, th- I mean, it's, it's more of like a, a, okay, lay down, leave me alone, leave me alone for a minute. It's not like the kind of riding in agony kind of thing that he was showing. I, I mean, it, uh, I, yeah, I thought it was something way
0: more significant than that. I dislocated my wrist one time and physically pushed it back into place. And that was extremely painful to where I was, I was a young kid. I was crying and it hurt so bad, but I mean, I I, I thought something like that happened to Igor writhing in pain like that. And it turns out it was just a eh, little mild going. So you didn't oh. suit
3: up in an NHL game less than a week later? No, no, I I, oh. I did not. I
0: actually had to get surgery on it. They had to re-break it, and then it was a very fun experience. It was a very fun 12 weeks, let me tell
1: you. I mean, it could have been a stinger at first, and then it just turned out to be not as bad. I mean, it happens. Or it could even be like, you know, the pain or the wear spot. Maybe like the you felt like it was something else, like something bad and severe. You see a lot of athletes, like, freak out on, on injuries, and then sometimes it's not so bad, you know, when they're not like, not like a like a torn ACL or something, but
0: uh, Well, I thought it knows? was that too, man. I thought it was a number of different things other than a mild groin strain.
1: I mean, have, have you ever gotten a contusion on like someone on your leg or like anywhere, you know, because I like I uh across like I took a contusion in like my my thigh and I after can, a couple can of you, days can
0: you show me on your thigh where you had the contusion. Can you please on the camera right now? Can you? I could. Please.
1: All right. Make you feel better. All right. So right here.
3: Is right. T- Woo! Woo!
1: Yeah, right there.
3: Ding ding yeah. ding ding ding.
1: <laughs> anyway, a couple days afterwards, it was like close. I could run on it and it was fine. My coach is like, You sure you want to play on it? I'm like, I feel good. So we put this big pad on my on my leg. And like, like you like
0: know, I was like, put the pad on your on your in your thigh. We
1: like we 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 took a like a, a like a football pad, we just took it out of the uh of like one of the shoulder pads or something and just shoved on my leg and taped it up to did keep say, it like, here, you know, hold
0: this little boy, it won't hurt. That yep.
1: Thing. That was exactly what he did. Uh, so anyway, when I went out for two, the first face off, won the face off, went to pick the ball up guy, uh, on the couple releasing off the, uh, off the, uh, the wing was a long stick defenseman or long stick committee. He swung on my stick and missed it hit me right in that pad. It didn't hit that hard, but I took about three steps before my leg was just like on fire. And I, I literally like stepped to pass and I like basically Tumbled my leg down. almost, almost, almost gave out yeah. and I threw the ball away. <clears throat> By halftime, my leg was completely stiff. I could barely walk. I couldn't even walk. I, I couldn't do anything. It was like, it was horrible. And it didn't hurt that bad. It just like, it was that perfectly placed spot where it just hit. And it made it way worse. And then I had to go, I ended up having to do therapy yeah, for I'm like it, a few weeks.
0: So the point is,
1: you don't, yeah, it could have been a lot of things. And it, it, those soft tissue issues, you know, things that we have, like Billy was saying, a groin injury can be fucking painful. And you, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you keep aggravating as you walk. Like I couldn't, I kept walking. I couldn't not aggravate it. And they, actually the trainers were like, yeah, you got to keep bending it. So I kept bending my fucking leg like in like agony while I was doing this on the tr- on the trainer table and eventually I was like I went home and I'm like uh, this isn't working and my parents were like let's go to someone that knows what are talking about not your fucking gym teacher and uh, it turns out that, so, that was the wrong thing.
3: So it could be him getting helped off the ice by those two guys maybe prevented something even more serious from happening. Yeah, I, I mean like maybe, yeah.
0: but I I literally thought it, his I thought his leg was hanging yeah, off into his maybe. body. Um, and, and lastly, you know, from Russia with love and pain, you know, the, the love part is that, uh, Vitaly Kratsev, um, their team is in the first round of the KHL playoffs and they're down three, one. So his season could be over on Thursday. So the Rangers could potentially call Vitali Kratsev back, um, to the NHL on Friday. And where does he fit in the lineup? Look, if he's coming back and he's going to play fourth line minutes with Brett Howden, let him go to Hartford and play the rest of the season there. I want him in New York playing at least top nine, playing with with somebody other than Brett fucking Houghton. Okay. Um, and Paging Artemi Panarin, when are you coming back, man? Uh, we need a superstar in this lineup. We need somebody who backs off the defenseman, controls the power play, sets everybody up and makes just everybody better. And you're that guy. Uh, we need you, please. I know you're listening please hurry back.
2: Yeah, you, you do. I mean, uh, watching, you know, with the Penguins facing the Rangers the last couple of games, um, they, uh, they, they miss Panera and, uh, quite a bit, especially on that power play. Uh, and, and I mean, the Penguins did give up a, a power play goal tonight. I, they, I mean, anytime you play the Penguins, you can pencil in, yes, you're going to have the lead at some point and yes, you're going to score a power play goal. Uh, maybe one's related to the other, maybe not, but both of those things are going to happen at some point. But, um, the, they're really not anywhere near as scary as as when Panarin was was a quarterback in that power play. I mean, they're the Rangers are just kind of force feeding uh and, and it's just not really nothing's really nothing's really happening there. Goal they scored tonight was uh off of uh, Marino, uh, a bank shot off of Marino, uh which was the power play goal and the first goal that Jack Johnson scored was also a bank shot off of Marino. And uh so one of my points for tonight is uh Marino please if if you're going to be standing there in the goddamn lane why don't you try blocking a shot here and there I mean he's he's still just he's still just not having a good season at all um he he's still just they're, they're just piling up goals against uh when when he's out there on the ice um even when uh Brian Dumoulin's returned, there's another point for the for the Penguins uh, the return of Dumoulin this week was was big and and it really stabilized the Penguins defensively in a lot of ways, but still when that, when they, when they've got Marino and and they've put their, their two problem children together, Marino and Matheson uh, defensively. And, and, um, and those guys are are tough in their own end to watch. Uh, That's, that's not only are they banking shots in, but that's when the Penguins are getting pinned in their own zone. And, and the Penguins are doing a lot of good things. I mean, they, they won four out of five uh, since we were together last week uh, or including the night that, uh, of that game last week, last Tuesday. And, uh, and so some good things are happening, but games are, are turning with them on the ice. Uh, and, and they're, they just, uh, end up well. we, you know, they, where they were doing some good things and controlling the pace of the game. Um, they, they really, uh, that pairing is kind of short fusing, uh, their efforts, uh, quite a bit. Um, but at least at the very least you know they are getting healthy defensively and and things are looking a little better there Jari's playing better um and it's still inconsistent for the penguins they're uh they've they've won 15 games now this season which is a which is a nice total um 13 of them come from behind wins only twice have they uh, have they not trailed in a game um and and won the game obviously uh, it, it's it's really mind-boggling and um uh, just about we're about half almost halfway into the season and you wonder how long they could sustain it i don't know maybe it's going to be the whole season who who knows at this point but um that is something that that you'd like to see them kind of get away from uh obviously you don't want to put yourself behind the hate ball in every game and ironically the the one game this past week that they lost was the game where they built up their biggest lead of the season uh they were up 3 nothing in in the first uh, i think 6 minutes against Philadelphia and then just systematically just blew that game, just stopped skating, stopped. It, it was kind of funny because the, the three goals they scored were, were kind of fluky, and so I never got the feeling that they were controlling the game against Philly. They just came out and started shooting, and uh, every goal they scored in building that three-nothing lead against Philadelphia uh, at some point hit a flyer defenseman uh, in the glove or they batted it down, and it just kept on being a bad idea. Like one got batted past. Uh, um, I think Elliot was playing in that game. One got batted past him by a, by a defenseman. Uh, one got a rebound where he, where he kind of batted it back out into the middle of the ice and, and, uh, and somebody picked it up and, um, and, and one that, uh, the goal that Jared McCann scored in that game to make it three, nothing was, was a pretty fantastic goal. Um, uh, there was a, a, think a shot attempt going on net and, and McCann crashing the net um, a flyer defender, put their glove down and, and, and kind of deflected the puck away. McCann made an adjustment and dove toward the the net and, and batted it in from his stomach, you know, with a stick, ended up breaking the stick like a half a second later. Uh, it was a really a hell of a goal. But again, that was the game that they just from there Philly took over and it was uh they they, were, they almost looked like they were trying to they were playing for overtime even when they were up three nothing and and eventually they lost in regulation so uh that was a bad spot for the week but other than that they they kept on coming back and again they they so they got two two wins out of 3 against the flyers which is uh, fuck the flyers but, fuck the flyers um, great uh, great effort for, to get two out of 3 against against one of those teams uh, in the in the upper half of the division uh and then the rangers you know Beat them uh, five one the other night and uh, four two tonight after the empty net goal got scored and uh, and the Rangers just you know they just don't look like they're they're the same kind of threat without without Panera and it just it's just not as uh, good of a contest as it was when they were I think the Ranger I think the Penguins took three out of four of the of the first set of games that they played this season but those were those were better games uh, really to watch. Than, uh, than what we've seen out of the rangers in the last uh, couple so there's there's my points on the penguins
3: it's really funny to get two different perspectives on the rangers from two you know two different oppositions so billy's saying you guys really miss panarin and i'm going to say you guys just kicked the shit out of the devils twice last week you guys were more physical in every aspect of the game you won battles along the boards You didn't let the devil's players stand around in front of your net. I didn't think you missed Panarin at all. We did. So, which (laughs) will just, so, so it's really, so it's the opposition. It's, It's not really you guys. It's who you're playing.
0: Well, so, I don't know necessarily that it's that, but I mean, I think there's more of a rival there, but even still there's, there's, there should be a rivalry with the Penguins. I mean, you're playing against the, the game's best player in Sidney Crosby. I don't mean, I don't care. I know we talk about Nathan McKinnon and we talk about all these guys, but Crosby is still the best player in the NHL right now. Um, I don't care what you say and, and how much we call him a crybaby, but I mean, you should be getting up when you play in that guy. If I'm Alexei Lafreniere, I want to show this guy that I can play in his fucking league and he just doesn't do that. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get into that.
2: And he uh, and he abused Lindgren the last couple of games too. But
3: so <laughs> well, so just to continue with the Devils' week, uh, they didn't go winless. Uh, they beat Boston, who they own this year for some reason. I don't know why. It was a very very boring, uneventful game that uh, was scoreless with five minutes left, and uh, Kyle Palmieri just allowed a puck to bounce off of him to to get the game winning goal other than that it was the three, it was it was the the very bad games against the rangers where they couldn't you know connect on tape to tape passes they were doing stupid drop passes for some reason that the rangers were just picking up uh, for some reason on the power play they still just all stand around in one place they don't move around it's they just expect to be able to pass from the point to along the boards, across the middle to the guy on the other side of the ice. And they don't realize that the, the other is, is trying to prevent that from happening. They just think it's going to magically work every time without moving their feet. You know, when
0: we, the first game, Gusev and was... And that brings right? me to
3: my last... Yes.
0: And and the second game... Am I delayed? Um, he, the second game... The second, second he, game he, he played... played one of the announcers was saying that he got scratched because he wasn't shooting enough. And the first opportunity that Gusev came, he was high in the slot and he passed up the shot and passed the puck as opposed to just shooting the puck. You know, this is the one thing I wanted to, to kind of point out is that, you know, Gusev, he's got to shoot more, man. He's got to shoot the puck. Yeah.
3: But wouldn't you have just sat him right there? Well, I, hey, look, I'm, we yeah, just sat yeah. you last game because yeah. you don't shoot the puck enough. Here you are in a prime spot and you didn't shoot the puck. Sit on the bench, watch the game, and maybe he'll shoot next time.
0: Yeah, it's hard to hard to dispute
3: that, man. It really, really is. Probably why he didn't – it's probably why he wasn't in the lineup versus Boston, and because they won against Boston, it's probably why he wasn't in the lineup again tonight. That's three of four games he's missed. And when you combine that with the fact that he sure is out as well, you, you can't miss – you can't be missing two of your top six and expect to win. But that leads me to my last point, and I this is more of a question for everybody else than a point – and I'm sure nobody really knows the answer, but could this this terrible run the devils have been on all be because of COVID? Just a lingering effect that nobody really knows? They're not as fast as they were pre-COVID. Yeah, I mean, I and mean,
0: look at look at just you single out a player, right? Look at Zavanajad. I mean, he's not even he Billy was calling him Stonehands over the you know over the weekend, and and it's it's hundred percent true, but I don't know. There, there has to be some research done on players who had COVID versus yeah. players who didn't and see if there was a drop in statistics yeah. or anything mm-hmm. else like that. I'm sure. You don't even need to do so- that
1: analysis. I mean, shit, these guys were what they, they're, they're clear for what, 10 days, 14 days. and they come back, they're coming back after they're medically not contagious anymore, but doesn't mean they like, I mean, we've, I've talked to people that have had it for like really serious for a couple of weeks, you know, and then it doesn't like, you're not back to normal right for away a while. Yeah. And, and these guys are going to play no matter what they're like, I'll go out there. I'm like 80%. I'm whatever I can play. And they could be fucking, it's like mono, right? They could be really fucking tired and yeah. just doing what they can get through. I mean, we, you're, it's a great point because they we went, we might not know until after the season because they don't talk about this shit. They never nah. do until we find out like, you know, when they're clearing the the fucking, um, you know, when, they're, lockers, putting the, when so. they're
3: putting their stuff in the garbage yeah. bags.
1: Yeah. They're like, okay, this guy played with a punctured lung and like, you know, right. lost three fingers and uh, yeah, his dick fell off and you know, everything was <laughs> terrible. But uh, you know, I still he still played oh like 22 minutes a game and had a, uh, you know, 0. 0.5 per game, you know, Won uh, 50% of his 50s. And you're like, how the fuck does this guy even stand, let alone play a fucking hockey game? And
3: hey, Bergeron's oh, always Jesus on that Christ.
1: list for yeah, some Dick fill off list?
0: Yeah. Oh, yes.
3: Yes. It's <laughs> yeah. funny you should say that. Bergeron yeah. is yeah. the one player that he sure is always compared to, That like he's the, that's the player he's going to become. And for some reason, he sure can't stay healthy either. Yes,
0: he's <laughs> also dickless. So you're saying he sure is dickless. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, he, did, he did have to leave his sticks in Sweden, so maybe he yeah. left his dick too. I don't know. He's
1: got he's got to stay from Marshawn. He's got you know a pension for biting people. Anyway, so it's a good, good good call out, man. I I wouldn't be fucking surprised if like Devils just fucked because they they like half their seasons just them recovering from COVID. Dallas I mean, Stars looks, are in
0: that boat too, aren't they? They look yeah. fucking bad. How would I mean, that happen? It's well, there in you the, go. They had COVID too, didn't they?
2: In addition to the just the physical, you know, the recovering from COVID and, and what it does to you physically, which, who knows, you know what what effect that's having, but uh, I, it certainly can be playing factor. But they also had to sit. What you know, they weren't playing for two weeks, practicing for two weeks. The rest of the league is, uh, most of the rest of the league is still up and running. They're they're getting their practices in. They're you know, everybody's kind of progressing in their game and and you know you, and just being inactive while everybody else yeah uh, has their season yeah. going in full swing uh it could put them behind too uh, in addition to just what is going on with them physically
3: and the fact that they're going to be playing four times in seven days for the rest of the week season you know i just wanted i wanted to sound like billy for a change yeah what you wanted to do oh. but you, you know, <laughs> that's you know, what doing, i was, going that was great. <laughs> <laughs> i was like man we
0: got another micro machine guy oh my god but
3: yeah to go to, to 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 just jump on bill's point yeah they're not they're not practicing They're not, they don't have a full team on the ice practice anymore. So they're not able to work on the power play. They're not able to work on the penalty kill the way you're, the way you're used to. It's more, you know, they're saying it's more video work and it's, I just don't think that's as effective. Oh, I couldn't agree with you. I mean, unless unless your
0: team plays the Buffalo Sabres three times in one week.
3: Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, you know,
0: pretty, pretty good for that. Right. (laughs) Like the Islanders
1: did. Like the Islanders. Oh, are you, are you sure Would we play them? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, I almost had a, a, good, uh, a good run against the Buffalo this week. Uh, we're actually on a, after tonight's win, uh, we are on a six game win streak. Uh, on a large portion of that has to do with playing Buffalo three times and uh, scoring 15 goals in those three games, uh, five to two each game, uh, bizarrely. Each game ended the exact same way. That was uh, quite the the just. It was it, to me. I thought one two things happened. One, we would this exact result. Or the other thing would be, I felt like it's it was possible that you know maybe Buffalo gets a kick in the pants and they fucking make us look really fucking stupid and win two to three games. Uh, but they didn't. Uh, they looked like Buffalo. So uh, lucky us. Uh, they haven't uh, they haven't figured out their shit yet. In that time, in those three games, Isles had two penalties in three games against Buffalo. The fourth line had 11 points between the three of them, uh, five goals and six assists in those of those 15, go- five of the of the 15 goals in those three games. So our fourth line was doing a lot of fucking work in that in that that series there. And uh, it just helps. It helps a lot to, to get that momentum playing the weaker teams. The Isles have a very lucky time because we're going to be playing we play them. And then we played uh, Boston tonight. We've we've been good against. It was not an easy game. That game went to a shootout. And luckily, we won our first time in winning in, in the fucking overtime this year. So uh, first out of five, five tries. But uh, that little interlude with Boston, in a game we looked pretty damn good in. And we should have probably had a, a little bit different of a lead. Everly missed a, a wide-open shot this uh, tonight. He um, hit the post on like a two-on-one. I saw that uh, that, that
0: he was, had three quarters of the net though. Oh
1: Jesus, that was yeah. He, he yeah. He was like, "Give me the fucking iPad. Let me look at what I did." <laughs> By looking at me on the bench, just like you know, shooting himself. Anyway, I uh, pulled it out. Um and uh next this next week coming up, we got Devils three times. So we have a really light schedule for like. Oh damn! You. <laughs> oh, uh,
3: oh
1: For dang. this small. No, you're no, you're absolutely store. right. I can't. How do I? How
3: do I even but, say? But here's
1: name? the. Here's the deal though. It's like, it's funny because this will happen. We'll have these, we have these uh, six games with three of Buffalo and then three more at New Jersey this week. And then the following week, we have the meat of the schedule of the month. It's capitals three times against uh, Philly, two more times against Boston twice against Pittsburgh. And we have not played well against the, the flyers, Pittsburgh and the capitals. So those teams have been a struggle. So that's a lot. That's going to be the test like that. That stretch, the the second half of the month is going to be a real stretch. They're playing every other night with one with one back to back. So they'll be playing just a ton of hockey. Uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight games in. Was it fif- 15, fifteen days? Yeah. So it's a lot of games, man. It's going to be really interesting to see how if we just tank because we're on this huge win streak. We're on six game win streak, which biggest for us the whole season, and uh, playing fucking phenomenal. Wallstrom had a 5 game point streak uh, which ended in Buffalo. It's uh, just so happened to be that way. But uh, he was playing uh, he's been playing really well. Uh, Brock Nelson has been the hot goal scorer for us. He has four goals in the last four games now, including the 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 tying game, the goals game goal in the game tonight. He's definitely scoring more on the on the power play. That's more of his seems to be where he's really, you know, playing the best. He's he's just right in front of the net had a nice tic-tac-toe play with Barzal and, and um, Pajot on his goal. Speaking of Pajot, this guy has just been, in my opinion, the MVP of the team outside of Barzal because Barzal has just been electric every time he touches the puck. I'm just impressed by him every time he's just get – as soon as he touches the puck, Brandon Burke's voice goes up like three octaves on uh, the game. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, and here goes Barzal! I'm like, holy shit, you know, but it's – he's a fucking – it's – it's crazy. He's just we, we call that the Mike Crispino level. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna it's he's uh, been looking in a lot at different gear this year, picking their picking pockets left and right with on uh, defense. He's been all over the ice. He's been just his his decision making with the puck has been fantastic. And his turnovers have been down, which is you know, it's, it's gonna happen with guys that are just that are play like Barzal with, that are you know are on the puck a lot. Um but getting back to Pajot, uh He's got a 56% win percentage in the face-offs, and that's out of 500, uh, 376 faceoffs so 213 wins. He's been playing a, a good chunk of those, but it's interesting because there's guys that have like five, 600 face-offs in the league. I don't know how that's possible, but I guess those teams are just throwing out the same guy's face-offs um, all game, I guess. I don't know how that's working out, but I was shocked by that. I thought he maybe have, and like, he's got the most face-offs in our team, but we're about where we are running four four lines consistently and maybe shutting down the third line in the, the very end of the game. But realistically, they're running, rolling those four lines quite a bit. Uh, Paggio has four even strength goals, three power play goals, two shorthanders. And of, of those, those nine goals, three of them are game winning goals. He's playing 18 minutes per game, 18% shooting percentage, which is, you know, way high. Uh, that'll come down. He's a plus six, and he's got six penalty minutes. He's been all of the ice. He's fucking awesome. I am so happy that Pajot was was the, that trade. It just to me is like just been awesome. I, he's exactly what I was hoping he would be this year. Um, it's been great. And then with brought with um, Mark Nelson finally waking up because he's very streaky. If he can get going and keeping that second line scoring a lot, um, getting his his shit up, uh, will be we'll be in a really good position talking about the last, my last point here is going to be around the aisles uh, five on five. Um, that's where they really shine um, in terms of even strength goals. They have 54 even strength goals in the year. Um, that's fifth in the league uh, First is Toronto with 57. So it's, it's really like the top of the, the league. Essentially they're all pretty much the top five are all right in the same area. And so I was looking at the breakdowns, like who's scoring these goals. 25 of those goals are from our first line. That's Barzali and, um, Everly, and that's they play together pretty much exclusively. You know, Barzal, they do obviously come off and on for different, sometimes double shift or on with mixed guys when they're shifting. But basically, it's those three guys. They have half our goals on even strength. They are playing fucking awesome on even strength. Um, I didn't do any comparisons to other lines. I'm sure there's other lines are very similar. Um, but that's a lot of goals from a first line on even strength. And then notably our second and third lines have eight and seven goals, respectively, even strength. Our fourth line is 11. I mean the fourth line is just chipping all those goals in is fucking great. And then the last piece is that the defensemen have five total goals, even strength. So we're really, really heavy on our forwards. Our defensemen are not really getting a lot of, um, they're not getting a lot of goals at all, uh, this year, which means to me that they're not, I've seen it too. They're not really, we're not seeing guys pinch in and, and try and go for a, you know, uh, pull a, a pull deep jump into the play and, and get a shot on net and try to get a score a goal that way. Most of these are all like shots from the point, um, and there's not many of them. But uh, I just found it really interesting to see us in such a good spot in terms of five on five. Um, not because it surprised me that they're good at five on five, but um, and, and we're kind of middle of the pack with pen, penalty uh, power play at the moment. But it's just, it just an interesting thing to see. Considering our goals, um, our plus-minus is not like amazing. Uh, they have the also have like a very, they're very top five in terms of goals um, against in the league. But to see that they're they're basically very very good in five-on-five, five and you know, to be that in that that tier of um, of teams in terms of a uh, five-on-five goals, um, that makes makes me think, man, we're not we're just not getting to the power play much. We're not getting that like enough of those power play you know, opportunities because like we're we have we're top five in usually in goals, but that's not even close to like the top of the goal list. Like if you look at the number of goals in um in the NHL uh per game, like we're not near the top. We're like I think like twelve or thirteenth. Uh we're just not getting power play goals. But even with that, like I think it's just the number of opportunities is, is what where I'm driving at. So it's really interesting to me, I guess maybe that there's, there's more maybe the teams in the east are just being got less calls going against each team or maybe it's just they've been more disciplined but man like i don't know what the hell they're doing in toronto they have like 90 goals they got a shit ton of power play goals up there you know
0: i mean what's happening
1: yeah yeah but like you have to have the opportunities to score those and i mean i have to look at their their numbers but i, I don't think they're like they're by far in a way the best yeah, Boom but Nick, like you, you, you're missing
0: one key important fact here about the sure. Mono Maple Leafs. It's Jason Spessa. Oh, I forgot. You're, you're going, boy.
3: Best value contract in the NHL.
2: <laughs> Bringing it full.
1: Circle. You know, I'm,
0: I'm actually, you know what, Barzell scored that goal against Buffalo. Everyone was talking about a goal of the year, all that stuff. It And and it was just that. It was it was fantastic. But as a Ranger fan, fuck him. <laughs> Barzell, go fuck himself. But you know what? Fuck every GM out there for not putting an offer sheet to Matt Barzell. Serves all of you fuckers right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the balls. I See even it, have them. You could have had his player for absolutely almost nothing. Well, nothing, <laughs> right? A couple first round picks. Who cares? But it's Matt Barzell. And you get a guy like that running around every single game, just dominating every shift.
1: They could. It, you, your team could have just been like, "Fuck it, we'll just give them a max deal we can, what we what we could offer at the time." Yes, absolutely. And then
0: the I also have to have match that. it.
1: I also had to have matched it. And how would they have matched it this year how if would that they? happened? They
0: they couldn't have. There, we would no, have. Had to, yeah, move. we've been fucked. We've had to move other guys. We moved you, Davante. Seconds. You would not Who be, be place right now.
1: Ryan Pulak might have had been moved. You might have. Um, it would have been terrible, but we might have had to do it. Yeah. So. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, we got we got lucky there.
0: Right. All right, Steve. Uh, Steve, what do you have? You have something for uh, a little teaser, for you?
3: Billy mentioned that the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, you can count on them to lead uh, to to lose a lead at some point or not have the lead at some point in the game. Right. Yep. And again, that they'll give up a power play goal. Oh yeah. Okay. At so the one. Devils the Devils play the Penguins twice next week, uh, March eighteenth and the twentieth assuming no cancellations. I think there's a, a, a bet on the horizon. I think we need to, to come up with something mm-hmm. to bet that uh, I do not think the Devils will lead either game or score a power play goal in either game. Ooh, I'll I'll take that bet. So, so over the course of this next week, think of something to bet on the Devils not holding a lead at some point and think of something to bet that the Devils will not score a power play goal.
2: Oh, I, I know what it's going to be already.
3: No, yeah. I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that again. Uh, it, like, look, at it, it involves food. Look at it. Not I'm so not, much not teeth this it, time. Certainly not doing it on screen again.
0: Can you get the braces put back on?
3: No. Wait, what? Retainers. The, All right, the I, I, ones uh, on my feet. The braces on my feet. Yeah, first. Uh,
0: All right, then, and lastly, before I go, I I do have some um some homework for us for next week. We're we're at or about the halfway season uh point that or, or halfway mark. In, in the season for just about every single team uh, at this point in time, you should know whether you're a buyer or a seller, right? If you're a buyer, let me know what you want. If you're a seller, let me know who you want to unload or who's the more likely candidate to be unloaded. Billy, you're kind of the middle of the road there, Steve, you and I know exactly where we are, Nick, you're pretty certain that the uh, November champs are going to, uh, going to stay strong throughout this shortened season. Um, and I, I don't, I don't see, see, you, what see what he did
3: there? there. See what he threw in there. See through that November champs in there because you guys always play well in the beginning of the season.
0: A little, little jab in there. Um, so, so let me know if you're a buyer or sell next week. And <laughs> I thank you for the finger, Nick. And, um, and let me know who you want or who do you want to get rid of? And that's going to do it for us this week. I have nothing quippy to say, so I'm just going to fucking end it. Um, Twitter at friends underscore rivals, Facebook, uh youtube friends and rivals podcast on the on the youtube uh don't forget to click comment and share subscribe to our podcast wherever you buy or wherever you buy wherever you <laughs> get your podcast your apple spotify or anywhere you go subscribe rank us rate us whatever the hell it's called it really does help out our show and i'm a babbling idiot this week because it's fucking 11, 15 at night and it's time to go because i need to go to sleep billy play us out oh.
2: place <laughs>